The following content will not be stopped by some fucking snowstorm. Start the show. I mean, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. It, it might have. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> that was that was some shit. Mm. Oh boy, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week of foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz, and I am Chris Evans from the theatrical version of Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> You know I've been trying. You know I've been trying to prime myself up to watch that show, but can't nobody convince me that David Diggs has hands. It, it, and you know what? It, it's not even about him and his. It. I have to say, I really like that show. Okay, I, I, I genuinely do, and I, I had every I had every expectation of disliking that show because I liked the movie. I, I already liked the movie more than I thought I would. Um. I do like that movie. That like, was really good. Like, I really liked the movie, and and, and I always kind of felt like that should be a black lead lead movie. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that the good thing about the TV series, and this is not a spoiler, is that even though David is the lead in the series, it feels more like an ensemble show than it does. You know, obviously, right? The movie was all about Chris Evans, but this this feels more like an ensemble. Um, you know, shout out to my original '90s white bay, Jennifer Connelly. Everybody's '90s white bay, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> God damn, she still looked good. As a matter of fact, Higher Learning was on uh, or, uh, before the power went out. Yeah, uh, earlier in the week, and Jennifer Connelly was looking mad good. Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, she that was, movie was way more lit than I took than I gave it credit for. She was prime was, milk bay. Yeah. <laughs> Also, another one of my favorite movies, The Rocketeer. Oh, dang! Yeah, that was that is that is easily one of my top five favorite movies. Wait, what was the movie where she got trapped in Target? She got trapped to where? In Target. Um, she got trapped in Target. Uh, no, and if I tell you the name of it, you're gonna know it immediately. I know Tim is listening to this like trapped and screaming Target. the name of the movie right now. Uh, hold on, because this is this is where I fell in love with Jennifer Connelly. Do we know who else was in it? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's called Career Opportunities. Uh, she, oh! It, it was a John Hughes movie. I do vaguely remember that. With, um... With, uh... Who else was in that shit? Oh, Frank Whaley. Okay, I do, yeah. I vaguely yeah. remember this. Yeah, they got trapped in Target. Okay. Um, I'm a little younger, so yeah I, yeah, I have a more faint memory of that than you do. Yeah, but. this was uh, this was, you know, pre-diet Jennifer Connelly. Speaking of white bays, man, I was watching WandaVision. Let me tell you something. Uh, uh, Darcy, everybody's talking about Cat Dennings. All Cat Dennings looking, man. I don't know if you've seen the episode. Cat Dennings was looking it. thick as fuck, bro. People act like Cat Dennings ain't been thick. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. You know, it, it, it makes me have to go back and revisit uh, revisit some shit. Like, was she that thick and 40-year-old virgin? Yes. She always oh, okay. been thick. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. 
I'm just saying. I'm you surprised, know. you know, more of y'all weren't looking at Tiana Paris. Oh, I've been. Oh, that was day one for me. <laughs> y'all know, y'all know the vibes with me and me and Tiana Paris. She was looking, she was looking good in that shit. She was looking good in the in uh, the photograph. I still refuse to watch Chirac though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not watching that. <laughs> Spike. That's one of those times Spike can't get my money on that one. But I mean, uh, wait, what was, what was the show produced by LeBron featuring the dude playing basketball? Uh, survivor's remorse. Yeah, she looked good in that. She did look good in that. That's true. Um, we have we have we have Jello shots. Here. Oh yeah, I, yeah. The the uh, post apocalyptic uh, Jello shots. Hey, let's do it. They survived. Uh, I think it's supposed to be watermelon flavored. Bad decisions begin with shots. Oh boy. Oh my god. Yeah, that is a Jello shot for your ass. I taste no watermelon. That is my first. Oh man! Well, no, that's not my first liquor since the, <laughs> since I'm since I've been back since the power came back on. Um, if y'all know what we're talking about, then y'all been asleep. Uh, the past week has been a shit show for Texas. <laughs> uh, we had we had our first well the first real Arctic blast. Uh, of this magnitude that we've had in like what thirty years? Thirty five years. Thirty five like years. God damn, uh, that was a shit show. Um, Anyone who wanted Texas to secede from the union, this is what you can look forward to. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> for major facts. Um, the the energy grid just instantly was just a failure, and we're going to get into it a little later. Uh, we're gonna get into it a little later as to why, but mm-hmm. just for for those of y'all that were asking and keeping up with us and wondering wondering what was up with us, uh, personally, I was fortunate enough to stay with some nice people. Um, that uh, did, uh oh, did I say what episode this is? One twenty six. This is one twenty six. Episode one twenty six. I was fortunate enough to stay with some nice people that are friends of the family. That had a generator and that stayed in River Oaks, uh, where people only marginally felt this bullshit. <laughs> um, uh, let me tell you, and, and and I'm so used to my family just being me and my family through shit like this, and just having to make do. That I I'm not gonna lie, I was a little, I almost got a little teary. I was overwhelmed that somebody gave a f- that had room. By the way, I, that's that's important too. Mm-hmm. When you only fuck with other uh, broke niggas um, that had the ability and uh, had the willingness to put us up for a few days. Um, so I was very overwhelmed by that. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, y'all know who you are. Um, I will say this as grateful as I am for somebody who hasn't been around people in almost a year, (laughs) extroverted white people are a test. Extroverted white people. This is no disrespect. Want to do all the things, all the socializing. Oh yeah. And they want to know everything. They want to make sure that you're fine. You're, 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 you know, you're comfortable. You're happy. You're engaged. Right, right. Karaoke <laughs> happened. Uh, I at one point had to refuse to sing the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. 
You got to that level, huh? We we got to that level. And as grateful as I was, the power was off almost 48 hours. I was happy to have my, my personal space back to where I can feel comfortable uh, cursing. <laughs> That's important. I can feel comfortable cursing for no reason at all. I can blast my rap music as loud as I fucking feel like. And I don't have to explain black references all the time. Thank you. Uh, I've a lot of y'all in the workforce have to do that <laughs> periodically, <laughs> and I, I feel your pain now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm good. You made out all right, uh, D. Randall. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, thank you to everyone who reached out. And, and the, the, one of the good takeaways from the week is that. Um, a lot of people were looking out for each other. Um, this is true. You know, I know that people were not only checking in on me. I was checking in on them and everyone was checking in on each other. Um, shout out to all my people from, from out of state. 100%. Who, who offered to send shit, um, this way because they knew that, uh, we were going to have shit. Right. You know, 100%. If y'all want to send some meat down here, pause, you know, <laughs> um, we'll take donations of meat. Because they have gouged the prices. Oh my God! Uh, really? Of, oh yeah. Because I mean, you know, there won't be any meat for like a week or two. We did all right. Save. We did all right. We managed to save yeah. our meat. So yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing for for a community that's used to at this point used to hurricanes. The preparation is almost the same. Um, you know, with a little bit of weatherproofing. Right. Uh, I was fortunate to have access to a generator, so even when the power was going out, had heat, had internet sparingly. Um, you know, we stocked up beforehand, so food wasn't a problem, thank goodness. Right. Um, the, 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 the wild statistic, though, is at least half of the people that I've spoken to have had some type of water damage or busted pipe. Yeah, man. That was the one thing that, that hit us this time that, um, you know, I think we we didn't, we we underestimated how that was going to impact us. I almost beat this handyman ass fucking with my pipes, man. <laughs> yeah, I was fortunate that I, I caught mine when it was a small leak in the garage and I was able to turn off the water main. Man, you are really, you are really... You trying to strengthen that 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 corner, man? <laughs> and we're only we're only five minutes into it. It's Monday, God Shit. damn it! I mean, every day is every day is a Monday. Every at this point. every day is a Monday in the pandemic. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, let me not say it was cool. It was it was it was fucked up. But, but a lot of people had it worse. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I was gonna say. A lot of people had it worse, and and there are still some people going through it. Make no mistake. Yes. Uh, there are still some people going through it. There are still some people out there that um, that need a help, that need a fucking hand. Some of y'all, some of y'all reached out to me. And was like, do you know anybody? I don't know anybody off the top of my head, but if you should come across anybody, feedingtexas.org mm-hmm. is a organization that's doing some good, that's doing some good work out here. Um, yeah. If you really want to know what you can do, what you can contribute, go ahead and reach out there. And there are also a number of mutual aid funds that are out there. One hundred percent. And they're they're doing good work by getting um, you know resources to people as well. Uh, this is 
you know, usually when natural disasters come our way, we, I have a tendency to kind of play the more humble role and, you know, we'll be okay. But this, this was one of those that really affected a lot of people. 100%. And, you know, for reasons that we'll probably get into later, um, you know, almost a hundred percent based on the failure of our state government. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and I think that's a good time. You actually had somebody you wanted to, uh, give yeah. flowers to. Yeah. Uh, I want to give flowers to AOC, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, Cortez, um, AKA Bay OC. You know what I'm saying? You know, from, from New York, New York, from the Bronx. When, when some of, when some of our own local leaders, um, failed, failed, miserably failed. to, you know, support the people. Uh, she not only raised five million dollars for the people of Texas. She, hey, you know, she came. She came down to Houston and partnered with Sheila Jackson Lee to, um, to help with distributions at the food bank. Um, she came and laid eyes on the ground herself to see shout, what was going down. Shout out to her and uh, Super Braid. You know, <laughs> Super Braid in the building. You know. Uh, but it, 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 again, we are, even though she's miles away in New York, we're all still one family. And it's good to see that people are looking out, um, for people regardless of where they're from. Cause this was, I mean, this was one of those things that it, it definitely garnered national attention. It's one of those things that can happen in many areas of the country and, you know, so shout out shout out to AOC for you know again putting putting her putting the money where her mouth is and and not you know everyone's a constituent. Uh I also wanted to give flowers uh to Miss I believe we've given her flowers before to Miss Dolly Parton. Oh. Uh Dolly Parton had a so the people of Tennessee wanted to erect a statue in um in Dolly Parton's honor. Okay. She deserves one. I can see that. She definitely deserves one. Uh this was her response. I want to thank the the Tennessee legislature for their con- for their consideration of a bill to erect a statue of me on the Capitol grounds. I am honored and humbled by unhumbled by their intention, but I have asked the leaders of the state legislature to remove the bill from any and all consideration. Given that, given all that is going on in the world, I don't think putting me on a pedestal is appropriate at this time. I hope, though, that somewhere down the road, several years from now, uh, or perhaps after I'm gone, if you still feel I deserve it, that I'm certain I will stand proud uh, in our great state capital as a grateful Tennessean. In the meantime, I'll continue to try to do good work to make this great state proud. Um, I love when white women recognize that it is not a time to be uh, lionizing white women. That that is an, a very admirable stance. That is that that's some cool shit. Because I don't know a lot of people of any color who would have passed on having a statue erected in their honor. Um, you know, and I don't know a lot of people who. I don't know a lot of people who are ready to have a statue erected in their honor who actually deserve it. Right. Yeah, and it's um, it's perfect. I mean, because 
you know, in an era outside of what's going on with, you know, with civil issues, outside of what's going on with weather issues, outside of what's going on pandemically. Um, well, I mean, taking all those things into consideration, I should say. This really isn't the time to be placing monuments for anyone, so to speak. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not about any one person yeah. right now. It's it's really It really is about... You know, I'm always talking. Y'all always hear me talking about a sense of community. So if you're playing yeah. uh, opinions while black bingo, you you know, go ahead and mark that shit. Oh yeah, um, you take a shot now. Oh, we you know we were serious. Yeah. If anybody wants to put together a game board of opinions while black bingo based off of the shit we say and do on this podcast, uh, go ahead and please do that and we'll, send us the game board. Yeah, we'll play it live. We will play it live and get drunk with you. So uh, make no mistake. Or we'll be drunk probably before you. We were correct, <laughs> correct. Um, so yeah, shout out to Dolly Parton. Always knowing the vibes, and you know we we celebrated her before because she uh, donated all that money at the beginning of this thing to COVID research. Yeah. Uh, so good on her. Humans ain't shit. Oh no, we back. <sighs> we are back. Uh, oh, and before I get into humans ain't shit. All you people out there up north that were talking cash shit, that were talking cash shit about how y'all about how y'all laughing at how we handle winter weather, <laughs> when people died, when people ain't got no fucking house to go back to, uh, suck my dick. Really, suck my fucking dick. I can't stand you, motherfuckers. Y'all so fucking petty talking about, oh, well, y'all do it to us all the time. There's a difference between light riffing and the difference in how different regions handle the weather than making a laughing matter out of people fucking dying. I want y'all to have the same energy in August when y'all when y'all are crying about not having central AC. Real talk. And how you got to turn on the fucking fire hose to cool down or fire hydrant or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's not nice. People died. People died. People are literally... A child froze to death in his bed. Died of hypothermia in his bed. People died of carbon monoxide poisoning and shit because they had no other options to keep themselves warm. And the fucked up part is most of these people were actually prepared for this. What they were not prepared for was for the Central Energy Regulatory Agency... To shut their shit down for 12 hours at a time while in some places it was 9 degrees outside. But we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Negative just, 19 degrees in some places. I just I, we're gonna, And we're going to unpack all that. I just wanted to say real quick some of you smart asses out there, go fuck yourself. Honestly. Actually, I take that back. Don't go... Just, just, just eat a dick. I'm not going to... I'm going to stop telling y'all go fuck yourself because some of y'all don't deserve sex. <laughs> Um, having said all that, this week's humans ain't shit. <sighs> One of the things I get a lot of shit about is the usage is is my uh, gratuitous usage of the word hotel. Hmm. Um, white people, I'm never. We have some white listeners. I'm never gonna say this isn't y'all moment or to go away because thank you for listening to this podcast. I will say that this is not y'all's y'all's part of the part of the program right now. Um, I have to have a quick talk with my community with 
members of my own community. So I need y'all to just go help somebody in the kitchen or some shit. Um, go outside, have a smoke. Um, some of y'all have a, like I said, some of y'all have a problem with the gratuitous use of the word hotep uh, as far as hoteps go. And some of y'all think that I should be unpacking or interrogating or reevaluating how I use this word, why I use this word. Uh, let me go ahead and let me go ahead and uh, clear things up for you so you don't waste your breath anymore. That's never going to happen. Let me explain why that's never going to happen. When we use the word hotep in uh, popular in popular in popular black society, it's satire. I know that hotep ten, uh, tends to mean peace. In some facets, I know it is a it is uh, based on the root name Emotep. I know who Emotep is. I don't have to break y'all off with a history lesson about shit y'all already know. Um, let me just put it this way: when we talk about the word Hotep, we're not actually calling people. We're not actually disrespecting Emotep. We're not actually disrespecting the idea of the word meaning peace. It's satire. It's satire based on what the people we're describing who often who often uh, use misinformation and misogyny to their own ends. It's making fun of how they see themselves, how they see themselves as emotep, how they see themselves as this beacon of peace peace and blessings and grand rising and all that shit it's 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 satire it's it's a joke but the people who seem to have such a problem with us using this word are humorless which is a fucked up way to live but that's their business but the thing that makes me upset about the uses of a word, and yes, this is based on a conversation I have had recently, um, is that when we talk about the hoteps, we're talking about people who often use misinformation, who often use misogyny and cover it up as blackness and try to convince us that they're wielding these tools for the community. And that we should all be wielding these tools right alongside them or we're not black enough. And that's a problem. When you're tearing down your own people and you're one of the people holding the microphone, that's a problem. But when you address this, the people who have such a problem with the word hotep are more concerned about a fucking word than they are about the behavior that the word is describing. Now, I know some of you are like, well, well, Oz, multiple things can be true. Multiple things can be true and often are true. And I would go and I would go with that and I would leave this alone completely if I thought that the other side was meeting me halfway. Like they want to be like they want to be met halfway in the uses of this word. Well, guess what? That's not what's happening. I can acknowledge that, that multiple things are true. But when you address the behavior most of the time, these hotep niggas act like they have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Like the fucking robots on Westworld. 
That doesn't look like anything to me. Doesn't look like anything to me. It's you know it's it's very when we talk about satire and irony, um, you know it's, and I know people are going to hate to hear this. It's very similar to how the word Karen is used nowadays. It's exactly how the word Karen is used. Know, most, I would imagine that most people named Karen don't act like the Karens that that we satire. In fact, my sister's name is Karen. And, you know, if she wanted to, she could take offense <laughs> to her name being used as a, you know, as a derogatory term. But the uses of that word is not meant to... I think anyone with a sense of humor or a sense of irony knows that not everyone named Karen is, you know, an overbearing white woman. Correct. Just like anyone who's referred... Not everyone who's referred to as a hotep is necessarily an overbearing hotep, so to speak. Correct. So, I, I just think that in a society in which people are increasingly humorless and are looking for reasons to cancel um, other people, so to speak, I think they just need to be more aware of how satire and irony are used um, to describe things. And my thing, and and the thing that bothers me the most is that y'all... When you care more about the a word than a behavior that affects your own people and yep. that and that ultimately affects the general mental health of your community, that leads me to believe that you care more about blackness mm -hmm. than black people. Yeah, and that is and that's troublesome. It also means that a lot of them might not necessarily disagree. With what we're climbing the hoteps about, with the with the misogyny and the misinformation that's taking place, yeah. or or maybe that's that's a large part of your fan base that you won't want to piss off, which makes you every bit as cowardly as the people that followed Trump, just off of the fact of not wanting to piss off the base, and that is trash. Yeah. When you care, and it bothers me when people care more about blackness than black people, because they're usually the same people trying to repackage blackness in their own image and sell it back to me and call it black business. Yeah. Listen to the Five Percenter podcast. You know what I'm saying? Listen to the you know buy my militant nigga T-shirts. You know, they're usually the ones trying to repackage this and sell it to me. So I'm really so I am really invested in what you consider to be blackness and the way you're looking at black people. And it's the same thing I'm always saying to the LLC Twitter niggas is that the people you're insulting are the same people you want to be your client base. Yeah. And you know, to be clear, you know, this isn't this isn't an attack on a belief system. Um, you know, if if you if you observe and acknowledge five percent teachings, correct. That's I mean that's that's believe that's whatever you want to believe. Yeah, I mean that's that's great. And there are a lot of people that I know that that believe and acknowledge in five percent teachings who are very good people and um you know look at the world in a very clear and relatable way. Um, so this is not a dismissal of them. It's just that when there people also have to acknowledge in some in some instances when people distort certain teachings 
Correct. Um, you know, and we see it. We see it with Christianity. We see it with Judaism. We see it with every every belief system. There are people who who bastardize those belief systems and and manipulate them in a way that is a detriment to other people to sell you something. Yeah, and if that's the case, then you know can't really can't really fuck with you the long way or the short way. You know, just a all, note. All I'm saying is. You one-sided motherfuckers. If you're not going to... Meet me half... Me meeting you halfway isn't just me doing what you want. If you're not... If, if you're not even willing to have the conversation about the thing that I'm talking about, I am in no way incentivized to meet you anywhere. Huh. In the middle, in the in the, in the the middle, one, one, three quarters of the way, whatever, to do anything you want. And and I heard something stupid, and, and I heard something immensely stupid. Yes, we're going to call a stupid thing stupid. We're, we're reclaiming stupid. Sorry, Gorilla Glue Girl. Um, dude told me, well, then people shouldn't be offended if I want to use the words, if I want to use the words dyke and homo for gay people. This is something someone said to me. Because I'm just using it satirically, right? That's a false equivalency. Let me go ahead and just say that. I want I, I want to be as clear as humanly possible about that because that angered me. Uh, because shout out to my shout out to my LGBTQ uh, family. Um, the health of the, the health of their community because a lot of them tend to be black as well and tend to and tend to take up for me and I should take up for them. Um. That's a false equivalency because gay people ain't did shit to you for you to want to call them any of that. The difference between that is the hotels get called that because they show up clowning. And they show up telling people who is and isn't black enough and what Fred Hampton would have done. Fred Hampton didn't give a fuck about none of this shit. Fred Hampton talked to everybody. As a matter of fact, in the movie, Fred Hampton was seen talking to someone who would normally be characterized as a hotel, trying to convince him to get on the winning team. Fred Hampton also only lived twenty-one years, so all right. Well, there's that. So too. he didn't really have a chance to, you know, do all the things that people expect that he would have done or, or could have done. Um. You know, it, it, I won't go down that. I won't go down that road, though. But I'm just, I'm just saying. I will, I will consider. I will consider talking to you about the word when you consider talking to me about the behavior. And if you're not willing to, and you're, if you're not willing to have a conversation about the behavior, I am just going to assume that the behavior is a not a deal breaker for you. B, in your repertoire, or C, a part of your fan base that you're too chicken that you're too chicken shit to confront. I think that's fair, and I, that's really all I have to say about that. And we can just get popping with the song of the week. All right, song of the week is I took a little more time on that than I wanted to. Uh, I'm working on it. You had to get off. You had to get it off your chest. Um, song of the week is from an artist uh, named Kushi. That's K. H U S H I, 
And the song is Hotter Than Your Instincts. Go ahead and pour something. I've been playing a lot of slow shit lately. Go ahead and pour something. Get yourself comfortable. It's still kind of cool out there. It actually feels pretty good. I got shorts on. I wear shorts. I was wearing shorts three days after the fucking freeze. Real talk. Um, And we're going to have a good time, man. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Was Kushi with Hotter Than Your Instincts. I love that 
that there, I love that there's still a segment of the music culture that clearly listens to Prince. Yeah. <laughs> when you heard that, when you heard that beat, you just knew. Oh, they li- oh they oh they listen to they listen to everything after Sign of Times. Yeah. <laughs> They that, were deep in the Prince. That late eighties, early nineties, everything sounded like a boudoir photo shoot type thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was biting off a of Prince for like five seconds, and then we all collectively agreed not to do that no more. Well, well, some, some people did. Well, everybody except like Robin Thicke. Um, but that's here nor there. Um. Yeah, who hasn't Robin Thicke bitten off of? Um, <laughs> I'll see what's going on this week. Rush Limbaugh died. <laughs> oh, man. And recognize it is not normally cool to uh, celebrate uh, yeah. Celebrate death or uh, make make light of the dead. However, when you're talking about someone that has just been a lifelong court jester and impediment to um, just good, decent human being relations, um, fuck him. Yeah, that's how I feel. Rest in piss. He will be buried. That's Maybe. all I got. Maybe. Possibly. I, I don't even I don't even give enough. Possibly. Shit. Possibly. Don't even want to fertilize the ground with him. Yeah, one of the genuinely worst people to have ever breathed oxygen. Shoot him out shoot him out of a cannon and salt the moon. How about that? Just dump him off the side of a cliff. Oh <laughs> <laughs> put that nigga in next week's recycling bin. I don't <laughs> <laughs> shit. Oh man, Captain Play would be so disappointed. <laughs> um, He's like, "What the fuck you want me to do with this?" You know what I'm saying? Uh, Meek Mill, Meek Mill versus Takashi. So, <laughs> so this has been now. This has been kind of a, a, a light, ongoing rivalry, usually on social media. Apparently Meek was somewhere Takashi was, and they just started kind of loud talking each other because uh, Takashi had helicopters <laughs> had helicopters next to him. It was it was it was a um, I wouldn't even call it a shoving match. It was just it was a provocation in the garage. Can we can we can we just start agreeing going forward that we can't call it a rivalry if people are just talking shit to each other? That's true. Like I'm not gonna call anything a rivalry until. Actual hands have connected until hands have been thrown, or there's been some worthwhile salvo. Yeah, you know, in the ongoing back and forth. Otherwise, you're just talking shit. Like that, to me, that's not a rivalry. A rivalry means st- let the security guard step away and, and let's really see what happens. And honestly, part of this is him reminding us that he's alive because he has that. Because uh, Showtime has that uh, documentary coming out about him, mm-hmm. or that's out about him, supervillain, mm-hmm. which I think is. Overselling Takashi a lot, um, quite a bit. So I watched the first couple episodes. Wait, who who was the who was the character in the first Incredibles uh, Syndrome? Yeah, Incredible Boy. 
Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, you really trying to be a villain, ain't you? <laughs> right. Wait, or, wait, no, 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 not incredible. Uh, the, 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 uh, shit, Despicable Me. Oh, which, no, maybe it was Incredibles. The one where the, the redheaded villain dude who was really trying to be a villain, they were like, boy, sit down. Syndrome. Okay, you're right. Syndrome. Yeah, it was right the first Hell time. Hell yeah. That's basically what Takashi is. Buddy. Yeah, alright, man. Fly home, buddy. Sit down. Um, Rainbow Bright. Syndrome was trash, too, when you really think about it. Syndrome was a trash villain. Didn't he, didn't he basically defeat himself, like, twice? I'm just saying. And then Jack-Jack put the hands on him? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> that was so trash. <laughs> he couldn't even keep up with his evil with his evil genius remote control. I mean, he was he was an entertaining trash villain, but yeah. trash nonetheless. That's who Takashi is to me. That's it, pretty much. And, and and like I said, I now watching the documentary so far. Oh, you actually started watching. There's two ep- there's two episodes out. Whew. To be fair, I feel like if we didn't know how his story where his story goes, or if if we just had the setup, mm-hmm. I feel like Takashi. I feel like Takashi would be a great lesson in kind of the 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 dark side of what people are willing to go through to get on. I'm always, ta- I'm always talking about get on culture. Yeah. Because that's kind of how he started. That's he was just one, he was just one of these people looking for looking to hit a lick, looking for one of these one of these little videos to go viral. He just wanted to be famous. He didn't have any real skills other than kind of knowing what the vibes are in his demographic, and he just wanted to hit a lick. Which I can't blame him for on just on that alone because. Half of the, because that's the vibe half of the motherfuckers on Clubhouse give me. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Half of the motherfuckers on Clubhouse would do all the shit Takashi did in his early days to get on and more. So I'm not mad at that. And when you take that on its own, it's a real reflection of what people are willing to do to hit a lick. So I wasn't mad at that. But when it seemed like he was selling people the a version of the rap experience, that's when it gets a little hairy. And when he's doing it in a way that he 100% embraces as super villainy under the guise of hip-hop, that's when I start having a problem. Yeah, because hip hop in rap isn't just that. I, I just I just get annoyed that his entire his entire thing is based on people paying attention to him. Yeah, and every mention of his name is just getting pulled into that more and more. Because it, it, the thing about him is, like for me, he doesn't have any entertainment value for me. On, right. on on either side of the spectrum, like his his music isn't good. He's not talented by any any stretch of the imagination. Right, but he's also like his his story isn't funny. Like his story isn't like Tory Lanez's hairline. You know, <laughs> <It's>, 
it's not like the dark side of the moon, you know. Like right. so, at, at least you know Tory Lanez is a terrible person who doesn't deserve anything good in life. But at least I could laugh at his hairline. One hundred percent. Takashi doesn't even have that value going for him, you know. It's just like ah, he's a dude that just tries too hard, and 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 I think he's he's a classic example of people are paying attention to him to see how the story ends. Right, because they know, they know it's going to end tragically. Yes, they know that you know people like Charlemagne and Fat Joe have both like told him very specifically how they the story is going to end. Going and and people just people just paying attention long enough to see the story play out the way that they think it is. It's like going back to watch the Star Wars prequels, so that you can see you know what actually happens to Anakin. And yeah, terrible analogy, by the way, Correct by myself, terrible analogy, but y'all get what I'm saying. But valid nonetheless. And honestly, because honestly, I, when I was, when I was writing down notes about things I wanted to talk about, um, on this episode, I had a, I, I, you know, sometimes I write questions to myself and I wrote a question next to this saying, should we even still be talking about Takashi? And then I heard about the, uh, documentary, which Piqued my interest for about five minutes because of the production value of this shit, and that Showtime really wants Showtime really really wants people to be interested in this, not only because of the uh, of just some of the visuals, but they wouldn't got Giancarlo Esposito as a narrator. What? Yeah, they wouldn't got they they wouldn't got Gus. Damn. Uh, uh. So Moff, so you will hear Moff Gideon. <laughs> getting his shit off in the middle of the first episode um and i just the big brother almighty (laughs) i am a greek from detroit motor city i don't play Play that shit (laughs) you can go back to africa if you want to Damn. Oh man, the good times the good times over the years with G and Carlo Esposito, bro. Um But I think that and I think that past this I think that this documentary because I don't think we're necessarily gonna learn anything new. I think we're I think the perspective that we get from the different people they interview is gonna be interesting, except for maybe Adam twenty two. Uh, just the fact that Adam Twenty Two is one of the people singing his praises kind of tells you all you need to know about what's wrong with Takashi and what's wrong with his presence in the genre. And I want people like Meek Mill, and I've said this on this program before. I want people like Meek Mill to stop taking the bait. Yeah, Meek Mill, you you've know, aged out of that. Yeah, say what you want about him. I, Meek Mill has had enough life experiences. To know that at this stage in life, he needs to. There's a thin line between him staying on the right path and not, and he should not be baited. Like at this point, you shouldn't be baited into people talking shit to you. Because if, if you're being baited by Takashi, you're you're also likely of being baited by like a SoundCloud rapper, right? Like once you once you've been once you've been clowned by Drake, like no one else really should get under your skin. No one should be able to touch you. Yeah. I I have been insulted by way better people than this. Yeah. That's kind of my thing. Yeah, like there are people that have insulted me over over my years, 
to where anyone else who who tries it gets an immediate suck my dick. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like Meek should just be better than that at this point. Um, and I, I think, he, and I also think he's aging out. He's he's not exactly an elder statesman, but he is definitely he is definitely kind of in that little precursor to being an elder statesman of rap at this point with everything that he's been through. That that shouldn't be worth his time anymore. You know because. People in his bracket, that's not worth their time anymore. Yeah. Say what you want about Nikki, because I definitely do. Um, <laughs> that's just shit she wouldn't respond to. Now. Well, now. I would say it, it wasn't always that way. Uh, and honestly, past this, past whatever comes, you know, I'm going to keep track of it. Whatever comes in this documentary, I think we should be kind of collectively closing the book on Takashi as somebody to discuss. I think we've gotten all the lessons we're going to get out of him. Yeah, I, I didn't even open that book. Um, I left that I, book on the shelf. And, I, and this, which is why, you know, you know, this is the most we've talked about. And this, and I, and you don't hear a lot of the, the usual blogs or the usual kind of news circles talking about him. Shade room, sure, but shade room has no shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, this my my original poor is still strong. By the way. <laughs> I just had to make that comment. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my that's kind of my thoughts there. If anything interesting comes of this documentary, I might revisit this. But I'm all, much like we talked about with uh, you know uh, uh, two quarters and uh, uh, Tomcat laryngitis. <laughs> Um, I think I think it's time to go ahead and close the book on uh, close the book on Takashi on the the six nine. Um, on to good music. Uh, did you hear the Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack? Music inspired. Music inspired by. by. Yes, I uh, I was pleased. If I could backtrack a little bit, the actual soundtrack um, music contained in the film also fire was very dope. Also fire, but yeah, the the music inspired by I was I was very pleased with it, very pleased. Uh, um, there was there was a lot there was things to like. This was this was a good this was a good showing for Hit Boy. Yeah. You know, besides you know besides his one song, um, he had he he'd also produced a couple of other songs on there that were that he were. He had the song with Nas. Yep, the song with Nas. He also had another one that he produced. He had a, he had yeah. a song with Nas. He had the one he did by himself. Uh, which was fire. Um, the Nas joint, you know, Nas again. Nas and and his relationship with with terrible beats. <laughs> it's really him making lemons, making uh, sugar free lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. Um. He did what he does with it. He didn't. It wasn't bad, but he didn't. He also didn't just crash the thing. He didn't just wreck it. Uh, so I won't. I won't drag Nas too bad. Nas is gonna rap like Nas with everything that Nas is on. Correct. Regardless of how it's supposed to go. Correct. Somebody said that. Somebody said that. Uh, 
Common just shows that Common just shows up and says, "Give me the worst beat you can find," and they say, "Well, Nas got that one, but you can have this one." <laughs> y'all go. Y'all are gonna learn. Y'all are gonna forgive him for Universal Mind Control eventually. Who? Look, <laughs> y'all are gonna forgive him for Universal Mind Control at some point. Who, who's who, who's listening out there? <laughs> Because I still haven't forgiven them for Electric Circus. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, shout out to all the purists out there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm a common fan, but damn. Like, he, they caught me at the time. They caught me during the Kanye. Maybe it was the Kanye era. It was a, it the was B a, album. Like I the, actually liked it. I actually yeah. liked the B album. I got in on B. Yeah, I actually liked that one. I really Universal Mind Control on. That was weird. It had a couple of hot ones on there, but mm. largely not a cohesive album. Not a good album. Um, but yeah, so Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, the the Nipsey Hustle Jay Z song um, was good, I, and I usually don't fire. like I usually don't like posthumous songs. But uh, it makes me wish we could have gotten a Nip and Jay, maybe not a collab album, but I would have I would have liked to have heard like. Some features between them. Yeah, the crazy part is Jay Z would not have collaborated with Nipsey Hussle while he was alive. He would not have. No. He he wouldn't have. Otherwise, he would have. Yeah, that's true too. Nip, yeah, Nip was out long enough. We could have got a whole feature. Because I don't think Ho was on the victory lap. No, 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 he was not. And if he wasn't on that, he wasn't going to be on anything. Yeah, he wasn't going to be on the. You know. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're right. Um, I do think. Um, the the what it feels like joint I think it's awesome. I I don't want and I hope I hope that this generation doesn't have that where a great dies and we have to hear multiple songs with the same repurposed verses. Shout out to Biggie. Shout out to Big. I am a, and as a Biggie fan, as someone who a lifelong Biggie fan, Biggie don't need to be on all these features that he's been on. Biggie died 25 years ago, y'all. Biggie died longer than a lot of y'all have been alive. Um, he he doesn't have any more verses, y'all. Neither does Pac. Please stop. Well, I don't know. They'll they'll yeah, find some yeah, shit. Yeah, Pac still Pac, has some shit. Pac, they'll find some shit. Uh, I, I just, and again, this is not a diss to Biggie or his legacy or... Uh, the, the genius shit that came from his from his limited time on this earth um, but after a while it was just like the same repurposed verses yeah. over a lot of different people's features and I should know all the words to everybody's features <laughs> just based on my fandom Yeah, that way I shouldn't oh you know her also had a nice song on there the fight for you song the fight for you song was fire yeah that was fire. That was definitely that was definitely one of those that could genuinely say inspired by. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times a lot of times you can just tell it's just it, it's a song that they weren't doing shit with. Um, that they can get some traction off of this, they can get some traction, some streams off of the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the case. Hers artistry and the and uh her being influenced by this movie is apparent. Yep. Um, I think that's what I liked about this whole project is that it didn't 
it didn't feel like repurposed bullshit exactly. to just get names off of. Yeah, they didn't they didn't just mail this shit in. You can tell that that all the contributors to this particular soundtrack actually wanted to submit their their best stuff. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of it feels like it's w- within the the tone of the film itself. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you know, it, it was it was enjoyable. Um Let's see. Uh, oh, Lucky Day's Lucky Day put out an EP. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I told y'all Lucky Day was up next uh, a couple years ago. He did, and in fact, he did make his rounds, and he's still. I'm, I'm glad he's still recording and still making the rounds. Um, the Table for Two EP was pretty brilliant. Um, it, it, I believe he dropped it. He must have dropped it like either right on or just after Valentine's Day. Yeah. It must have been right on Valentine's Day, which is brilliant. Probably so. It was it, it was right around what I call the snap. <laughs> it yeah. just got cold <laughs> and the world disappeared for like three days. <laughs> it was somewhere in that range. Um I I really enjoyed the vibes. And he and he knows how to pick his features in a way that he knows his audience. Mm-hmm. If you're listening if you're listening to me, you're probably listening to Ari Lennox. If you're yeah. listening to me and you know about me, you're probably listening to Joyce Rice. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to me, you know, you're probably going to appreciate Tiana Major. Yeah. Um, Perfect length. Um, you know, it's it's one of those, when I when I was listening to it, I was kind of cleaning up around the house. And, you know, a lot of times when I have stuff in the background, it's really just background music. This one, right. it, it prompted a little bit more of active listening. It I, didn't It didn't feel like a Summer Walker 10-minute album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like when the world opens up, this is one of those albums you're going to get ready to. <laughs> Bruh. Let me tell you something. I actually have faith that the world is going to open up in 2021. It will. I have faith. It will. Because the vaccine, I have to say, last time I checked, the numbers were looking good. We're back to we're right now, at least in Harris County, knock on wood. Um, we're back down to like October levels. And, good. And, you know... The one, the one good side effect of the freeze this week is that you had to keep your motherfucking everybody ass in the house. stayed their asses at home for a solid week. Keep your motherfucking ain't shit out there for you. Look, yesterday I, I passed by the park and saw some kids outside playing with their, you know, the, the, a family of kids outside playing at the park. I was like, hey, hey, y'all just, y'all just hold off for like just, two just, more weeks, just two or three more just weeks, two solid man. weeks, of just just sitting the fuck just, down, just chill out, just just a little bit, just chill the fuck out. Three weeks, no longer than a month, yeah. and we can have and we can have this shit at a reasonable yeah. place. And the vaccines are and, and, and let me tell you something else: they're getting their shit together now. But all you motherfuckers that said that the that the vaccine was some kind of conspiracy, I feel like if you, if if that was true, this shit would be going better. I uh, I don't know. I, the distribution has been trash. It has. I mean, they're getting their shit together now, but the distribution has been trash to where um, some places are getting too many. Uh, some places are getting too many, and people are people are fucking over their appointments, and they just end up going to whoever's hanging out at the hanging out at the pharmacy. You, you know if. Uh, the freeze fucked over a bunch of a bunch of batches. Yeah. For all of y'all who are concerned about how things are going, if y'all would just sat your asses down, you know. And the people that are concerned about how things going are still not sitting their ass right. down. 
Like, you, you can't have it both ways. Like, I understand. Like, just sit your ass down for just, just, just a little bit, man. Just, just a little curve bit. The, just curve the numbers a little bit. We've, we've been around this for about a year now. Y'all know how it goes. Y'all, y'all seen what actually happens. It, can y'all just hold off one week? Like, please, no party flyers for like one week. Don't send me any flyers this weekend for your club event that I'm still not going to. I'm going to start announcing you niggas. I'm going to start announcing you niggas. I'm, it's not going to be in a good light. Next time y'all send me some shit, I'm going to announce you niggas. And it's going to be in a very bad light. Y'all better y'all better act right. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Lucky Day. Uh, this, this will definitely get spins in my shit. Um... Uh, Van Jess had a good one, but we'll we'll talk about that next time. Um, Naomi Osaka defeats Serena Williams. And what was this, the Australian Open? Yep. Yeah, uh, another Australian Open for her. Yeah, this is like her fourth Grand Slam title total in total. Yeah. Her second time beating Serena. Um, I want to address you niggas that are talking about uh, that Serena that that Serena. We have to revisit the goat talk about Serena. No, we don't. Let me tell you something. Because you the same motherfuckers, you the same motherfuckers that are grown black people beating your dicks over Tom Brady. Talk about he's the greatest athlete of all time. A motherfucker, y'all will, y'all will not, y'all will not stand a, a Trump supporting nigga. Are you kidding me? Are you out of your fucking mind? And, and then, Serena is, we, we can just stop it right there. Serena is the GOAT, period. And I don't want to hear all this shit about, oh, if Na- oh, Naomi, Naomi Osaka beat her, so we have to revisit the GOAT conversations. No, we don't. Because uh-huh. y'all, y'all, y'all keep these GOAT conversations going wind or snow, sleet, rain, through whatever. And Kobe? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Kobe's last season, motherfucker was 17 and 65. Also, Kobe wasn't the goat, but I digress. But the thing is, well, it, for Kobe, it's just unfortunate timing. Kobe came between Jordan and LeBron. This is true. So it's kind of like, you know, and, and I remember when Jordan first retired in '98. Well, retired the second time in '98. Yeah, again, he he retired. You know, at the peak of his game. He retired. You know, in his prime, and people largely considered him the goat. And when, a, when, he came, when he came back a few years later with the Wizards, and he was 40 years old and not quite the Jordan that they remember, they you know people started trying to tear down those walls. They like, maligned him. Like people, it's 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 interesting to see how quickly people forget people's accomplishments um, because they because they don't want someone to be considered the greatest of something. Oh, they, oh, he's falling off. Now, mind you, I've learned over the years to to, to start shying away from. Goat arguments. I do it ironically. I do it to annoy people. I usually. do it as well. I try to do it as well. I do it in sports and hip hop. Yeah, um, but when you when you look at Serena Williams, and you have to realize that she is one of the most accomplished athletes in the in recorded history. Um, you cannot start to diminish her accomplishments just because you see that that someone. Has has had the rare occasion of of besting her. Um, yeah, over time, people's skills will diminish, and there will come a time where Serena Williams is no longer playing tennis, 
and she's no longer effective at what she does, and that's and that's fine. Um, it ain't yet. It ain't yet. Yeah, I mean, she, no, let's 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 reframe the narrative real quick. Naomi Osaka didn't just whoop Serena Williams. Right. That's not what happened. <laughs> she didn't steamroll over. This was some shit where 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 two titans went the fuck at it, and Naomi Osaka prevailed. Prevailed. Yeah. So also hit her with the air horns too, because that's not cause, because we should be talking about that just as much as we're talking about Serena. Right. That young Naomi Osaka didn't come in here and defeated a goat. Right. And I, I look forward to many many years, hopefully, of cheering for Naomi Osaka in much the same way that we've done for Serena. Shout out to her nigga. Shout out to Corday. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Have you ever, you see? I've been I've been in those relationships where you just smell the success. <laughs> where you just smell the yeah. success, and you just know you're not. I'm not necessarily going to be getting over, and I'm not necessarily going to be. You know, not that this is directly to my advantage, but at the same time, you just know you're going to be in a different lane than you were last week. And let me tell you something. That nigga Corday, uh, he got he got that Y he didn't got that YBN shit off for the last time. Oh no! And actually, I, I pulled it up like as of like within the last twenty four hours. Corday decided to separate himself from the YBN collective by removing the letters from his rap name. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he motherfucking did. So, you're absolutely right. His name is. Corday Amari Dunstan. <laughs> Watch. You you gonna start seeing Naomi Osaka and Corday Dunstan in public. Boy. What, what, what'd you say? You gonna say Cardigan sweater down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, he gonna be he gonna be dorky to the motherfucker looking conjugate, like odd looking like odd all fu- his verbs. Looking like odd future out this bitch. Yeah. Oh boy, let me it's, tell you something. Saying yes, sir, no, sir. Oh boy, the the pants go, the pants gonna get high watered in the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Oh and, man, and he's just gonna sit quietly behind Naomi. Like, you want me want me to hold your hold your purse for you, babe? He gonna be looking like Lakeith's uh, sidekick on the photograph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> oh man, Look, she barely won. He already took the YBN off his name. <laughs> man, let me tell you something. I. I Fuck around, let me hit a lick with one of these chicks, man. Yeah, I was like, you might not even go by Oz anymore. You might go by your whole name. Well, no, no, we're no. not doing that. But, but you still gonna, you still uh, gonna keep it? Probably, but okay. Appears while black gonna sound a lot different. <laughs> this is gonna be called suggestions while black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just man. recommendations while black. You know, just. If y'all want, if if you want to eat a black owned dick, it's right, on you. Right, right, right. I you won't force you to. You have the option. We all have choices. You know, um, there are many dicks you can eat. Oh, we have to get this off. Drake Watch. Mm. It's time for another episode of Drake Watch. Yeah, we gotta get a sound effect going for that. We gotta get a sound effect going for that one of these days. Um, so this is a funny story. Well, it's not really a long story, but so. One of the things about podcasting is that playing music on your podcast is a slippery slope. Uh, we understand this as niggas that do it uh, weekly. <laughs> uh, podcasting, playing music on your podcast is always a slippery slope. And um, you always have to look out for someone willing to file a claim on you and try to get your shit taken down. So... 
we have done pretty well. I mean, I don't. We've had what one other claim, maybe. Yeah, we had one other claim. Um, wait, wait. I think it was way earlier, but yeah. Uh, we got we got a claim. I didn't pay too much attention to it because I was, we were still in the middle of uh, the deleted scenes from the day after tomorrow here in Texas. <laughs> um, and so. But I did. I, Randall forwarded it to me that we got a, that we got a claim and that Spotify got one of our episodes taken down uh, for us playing music because usually because the label goes sniffing, um, and we noticed we tracked down what episode it was and what the song of the week was that episode, and it was in fact a Drake song. It was off of that same project that had come out that mm-hmm. same week. Mm-hmm full of just Lucy's that were not tied to a project uh, the joint with him and Chris Brown which honestly tells me all that to say which mm-hmm. honestly tells me I was happy about it because my initial reaction was well if they try to get it taken down that means certified lover boy is coming <laughs> Maybe that means they taking that shit down so they yeah. can mix it uh, put some more shit on there and certified lover boy is on the way I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Uh, so that is a. I'm not saying that for sure. That is my my limited knowledge of the music industry is that when the album starts coming out or when the album's on the way, they put those feelers out on the nets and get all that shit taken down and get real serious about the shit. Yeah, because I think the last one they got got taken down was from someone who had just someone on the major label who had just released. Um, an album or was about to it was yep. it was something along that same thing uh so that is just our quick our quick drake alert <laughs> you know us we will keep you we will keep you informed on all things six god <laughs> what six god's doing who six god's doing it with and all together now are there coded messages to rihanna in it yeah speaking of rihanna you know i think i think one of her shits just hit like worth a billion one of them Fenty joints. Not surprised, because you know she had to. Because you know she had to take the high fashion one down. Like she had to shut that down because of just shipping issues. Uh, but she's still doing the skin, the Fenty skin, and the the Savage joint, uh, which wonderful. Uh, I mean, those Savage brand ambassadors are. I appreciate them. Yeah. Um... I mean, there's not there's not a lot I can say about Rihanna except like, fuck Kendall Jenner, fuck Kendall Jenner, and quit waiting on that album. <laughs> quit waiting on that album. It's gonna come out when you least expect it. Um, probably because she's waiting on. You know what it is? She's waiting to see what the vibes are on Certified Lover Boy. She's waiting to see if there are there are in fact coded messages to her I, I, in it. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure Drake is already like. You know, like I messaged her. I'll say some, well, of, the, some of the drafts, like <laughs> whatever. Is, is this offensive? Or are you? <laughs> I bet you can't tell who this is about. <laughs> and he's and Rihanna sitting there. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> it's it's Drake from State Farm. <laughs> She's probably like, um, no, no. Stand stand ins don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, one more thing I wanted to go over. 
before before we break is so Daniel Kalua. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Kalua was doing an interview on uh, Van Lathan's latest podcast. Uh, Van Lathan, the God, not to be confused with Van Jones. Um, and he was talking, to, you know, of course he was doing press for Judas and the Black Messiah. He's been on a really good press run. Yeah, he's been he's been doing some good press for this for this movie, for for this well well deserved for this movie, because that was because that was some good shit. I had, I watched it again; it was good. Um, then so they they got into some of you will remember that a while back Daniel Kaluuya um kind of got dragged on social media for being quoted as not wanting to talk about racism and it, i'm willing to i'm willing to admit that we were one of them we we definitely got on that train i think i might yeah. put him on the shut the fuck up list and i think we miss but also in our defense we mischaracterized him because of the way it was presented correct in the media um and and, and thankfully with with Van Lathan, he he offered a more thorough explanation of, of what he was saying there. He did. He 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 cleared the air, and uh, I'm not direct quoting him, and we're not going to play the quote. But basically, um, they they spliced that interview. Yeah, and he didn't he he didn't get his full explanation because there was because he did the context that he offered uh, was cut out of the interview. But basically, it comes down to. Him not feeling, him as a black man not feeling qualified to discuss to discuss why white people are racist, and he's and he, and to be honest, he shouldn't have to. And he told this story about, um, you know, if you if someone you know if someone broke into your house and set your house on fire and stole your shit. Are, should the police be coming to you asking you why they stole your shit? Right. Do you have to explain the theft, or should they catch the should they catch the culprit and let them explain it? And it's a good analogy. I because he was like, "Look, man, I was born in '89. I don't have all the fucking answers." Yeah. And he's he's not wrong there. I we we unpack white people and racism all the time. Uh, because we want to, because I, I, I feel that's me using my platform responsibly to keep, keep my foot on white people's necks. Um, because I'm good at keeping my foot on white people's necks. And because the people that listen to this podcast, that's kind of what they've come to expect. And I have fun doing it. Yeah. But do I know the origin? Do I know the origins of why they feel this way? No. And all we can really do is speculate on that. I don't feel qualified for that. And, and we can only discuss what our reactions to it are. Exactly. That, that More of that conversation needs to be held with the source Correct. of the conflict. It's like it's like asking us, what. Do, it's like asking me as a normal resident, what do I need to do about the energy grid in Texas? Why are you asking me? I can only tell you how fucked up it was and how they need to eat a dick. 100%. You need to talk to ERCOT and ask them what they need to do. Um, and so, you know, him being able to put that in context, I feel like, um, I feel like shined a real light. Uh, I I feel like that shined a light on something that we should, um, implement 
uh, as new media in interviews going forward and things like that. There, you know, if I'm going to have that conversation, that's a conversation I should have with white people. And right. I just don't, and, you know, it, it's not fair to him. And so he got taken out of context as why are y'all asking me this shit? I'm glad, Van, I'm glad Van is providing a platform that he can use responsibly. Because let me tell you something. I wish I could do the kind of content that Van does. I don't have the bandwidth for that. I don't have the bit. I'm. I am okay on the knowledge tip. Mm-hmm. Van is in a whole new. Is in a whole other ball game, and I'm glad he is using his bandwidth to use his platform responsibly. I just. I. I. I can't. I can't stress that enough. Um. So yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Daniel Kalua clearing the air. Shout out to him for for doing such good press on this movie. Um, I feel like he has redeemed himself from whatever y'all feel about Queen and Slim. Um, and that's what, and that was the other thing that was coming off of a movie that, that the culture had kind of decided was not good. So yeah, he was doing press, realistic press based on, and and, cause all that adds to the context, you know, people already didn't have good feelings about Queen and Slim. Can I? Can I? Can I? I, I know. I know. You said you were going to go to a, a break after. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to introduce one thing into the conversation because it came across my timeline this week. Okay. Um, I saw where a, I guess it was a local filmmaker, um, on his Instagram posed an opinion about Malcolm and Marie, okay, and Queen and Slim, um, and we we've discussed both of them before, yeah. right? All right. Um. He he could not make it all the way through Malcolm and Marie, he said, because he became disgusted with the idea that that movie, along with Queen and Slim, and these are his words. Sure. Um, were displays of toxic relationships, toxic black relationships that were, quote unquote, written by white men. Okay. And, and he was he was he was upset that they are allowed to tell these types of stories showing black people in, in toxic relationships. Um, and the, the fact that they're white is what is what kind of angers him. With sure. that. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, honestly, and this came up on my timeline too, is I feel like I feel like it's it's a weird it's a weird balance and it's kind of a slippery slope because I'm the one always saying black people have toxic relationships just like everybody else. Yes. And I want when I talk about representation, I want the spectrum to be represented across the board. I do think this would be getting this would be getting less pushback if we had more avenues to be represented positively, I think that's I, I think that's a fair thing as well. Um, but I'm a fan of Queen Sugar, where we're always re- where our relationships are pretty much often represented positively. Um, I just I just don't. I happen to disagree with the opinion mostly. Well, for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Um, number one, I didn't look at either of these as 
just simply being black roles. Yes, the the characters and the, the actors happened to be black. They could have been anyone. Thing. I don't. I didn't see the same energy for a Marriage Story. No. I didn't see the same energy for Revolutionary Road with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Blanchett, um, which was one of the most oh, yeah. toxic movies I've ever seen. Um, or even Wolf of Wall Street, for that matter. Well, like you know, that same the energy was is on not the wall with Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> but the other thing that's that that was, I think, discounted was if your argument is based on the fact that quote unquote white men wrote this. I I thought the screenplay for Queen and Slim was written by Lena Waithe. Um, and they clown that one too, right? Um, which I mean, you can just clown that on not being good if you want to do that, right? But Malcolm and Marie, yes, it was written by Sam Levinson, but it was also a collaboration. He even he's even spoken extensively in saying that um, Zendaya and John David Washington, I almost called him Little Denzel, yeah. Um, you know, they had a lot of input. They had a lot of input, and they worked with him to capture the tone of those characters. So it's not like this. He and was if right. I don't trust Sam Levinson, I trust them. Exactly. Um, and, and and we have to remember, like, yes, it was a toxic relationship. But that 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 I think most people who are watching this are not going to say this is what black relationships are like. They're going to say these two people in this instance had a real fucked up relationship. I I also think that we get we tend to get real bougie when when we have to watch ourselves when we have to watch ourselves in some shit that takes place with us every day. Yeah. But the window dressing around it, like yeah, Sam Levinson wrote this, and yeah. Uh, he he did have a couple of commentary. He did have some commentary about a you know uh, in the middle about a black director being seen as the next Barry Jenkins and the mm-hmm. next chosen one. And I, I you know uh, that can be interrogated in a different way in a different conversation on its own. But the but- toxic relationship aspect. We go through that every day, and we embrace yep. that every day, and we listen to we listen to shit like Kaylani looking for the toxic. Look. But when it's rep- but when it's represented in a way that hits a little too close to home, suddenly we get bougie and we start pretending that things in the black community that happen every day don't happen. They all have to be, you know, kisses and sunflowers and people shit. got mad about dear white people. When that when the when the gay dude was represented as a black nerd and was being ostracized by other black people, yeah, they we got that bad where we act like nobody in the community bullies each other. You know, I've seen representations of just like Lily White, well, not Lily White, but just like purely benevolent black people, and and, and everything is all positive and 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 on the up and up. And a lot of times that shit is boring. <laughs> And it wasn't good. It's not good. You know, you, you, you basically get Tyler Perry when you get that kind of shit. Look, y'all. Like what you like. But understand, you know, you have to understand what goes into these things. And again, if if you want to, I, I challenge anyone, if you want to see those positive, uplifting images of black people because we can't we can't have faults in a fictional environment please create them yourselves see either seek it out 
either seek it out in in other in other avenues or create it yourself. That's it. Um, and I think didn't mean to derail the conversation. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, I think that's a better note to go out on. Uh, as a matter of fact, mm. we're gonna go ahead and take a break. And we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Opinions While Black, Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. I am feeling pretty good. This is actually... You've done like a few uh, intermittent re-ups I, I in did. the middle of the drink itself. I'm like, wow. I did, in fact, re-up. It's uh, been that kind of week. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I feel like I earned it. Um, One thing that did not go bad was the liquor. The liquor don't <laughs> go bad, baby. Oh, man. Man, white people out there, they even have fancy liquor from 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 outside the country. and. Mm. Husband, we were going through the karaoke night. He's like, "Do you, so you, you, would you like a whiskey?" Yes, <laughs> yes. It's been a so- I've been waiting twenty four hours for someone to offer me a whiskey. <laughs> yes, because you just can't go into other people's liquor cabinet. I can't. One, you can't go in other people's liquor cabinet. Two, if y'all gonna drag me up here to sing Brick House, yeah, I gotta be drunk. I need a whiskey. <laughs> uh, and no, there's not. Uh, video documentation of that, so don't ask. Well, um, you can always just say there was no pop. Well, <laughs> right, which is why you were there. Uh, it is time for white people must be stopped. Uh, plenty of white people fucking up. Uh, pretty much, at, pretty much <clears throat> right after we uh, wrapped. Like, so the winter storm fuckery. For those of you that don't understand the full, I don't know. I don't know what the news has been telling the outside world. Um, but um, what happened in in Texas was not a result of rolling blackouts. Mm-mm. Let's get that out of the way first. The first night, um, they told everybody it was going to be a rolling blackout situation. Uh, but the the usage of the usage of energy across the grid, they had gone past that, making that impossible. And what happened was a grid failure. These, the, a lot of these, a lot of these energy plants are not weatherized. And be and let's let's you know be clear for those of you who did not see the um, the refuted the refuted statements earlier in the week. Um, eighty about eighty eighty to eighty five percent of Texas runs on coal, natural gas, and nuclear power. And nuclear power, correct. Less than ten percent runs on renewable energy. Yes. So, oh, the, so if they're if they're saying that shit that it was a fault of green energy, that's bullshit. It's 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 easily one of the biggest lies. Probably the biggest lie that came out, and it was like the first lie. I saw this shit from. Um, Nope, I was going to say something that was ableist. Um, is that the is that the shit they were uh, shouting down at uh, AOC because she'd been on the Green New Deal thing? It's the, the, the shit that Abbott said on on Fox News. Oh, God. Abbott was like, "This is why, this is why this shows you why the New Green Deal is a failure because all the wind turbines were freezing." Push him down the stairs, bitch. 
like no the your coal plants were shutting down um, right because the water the water that's used to, to cool those plants froze froze correct and and so guess what dick ass um, the solar plants and the wind turbines <laughs> just, were right. like the last two that were still running. And y'all didn't winterize the turbines. And them shits froze. And then you cut the grid off for the rest of the nation. rest of the nation like, hey, man, bro, I would have gave it to you if you would. You, know, but, but, you, man, you fucked man, that up. So. Your, man, your man got it fucked up I'm out just, here. I'm, so I'm just, I mean, it's, talk to your boy. Talk to your boy, man. I got it. You I, know, you, I, let me, you just, hey, man, you just sitting, let us know when you're ready. It's sitting right here, bro. But, you, just, you know, because everybody in El Paso was good. Yeah. Everybody on the, on the yeah, everybody on that side was good. They everybody like, in the Panhandle was good. We fucking with New Mexico energy. I don't know what man. y'all are talking about. Uh, and so, so those of you that don't understand that, we were we run on a completely different power grid in Texas, in a large part of Texas than the rest of the nation. And the people at ERCOT, now I spell that whole uh, that whole thing out for you, but the people at ERCOT are the ones that oversee that. Mm-hmm. And they are made up of a they're made up of a board of I think there's like sixteen to twenty people. Uh I think only a handful of them actually live in Texas. Uh I saw that somewhere. I think less than like way less than half live in Texas. They're appointed by the governor. They are appointed by our useless fucking uh numbskull ass governor, uh Greg Abbott, who I wholeheartedly intend to push down a flight of stairs um and basically they make the decisions as to you know as as far as regulating um what energy companies uh get to do with with what power in what region Oh, you're giving you're giving them too much credit. Too much credit. You're giving them too much credit. The whole purpose of ERCOT was Years ago, years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. Texas decided, "Hey, we're going to be we are going to be the only um, um, continental U.S. state that runs its own power grid. We're we're actually the only state that produces enough energy within its own borders to power its own state." So they said, "You know what? Nah, we what we're going to do is we we we're going to handle this." We don't want the Fed stepping in because if the Fed step in and regulate us like they do every other grid in the country, um, then they're going to make us do shit like winterize our plants and make sure that, you know, we don't pollute the environment, all that other shit, which is going to fuck up our bottom line. So, yeah, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep our shit within our borders. All right. So don't fuck with us. We won't fuck with you. Um, Look, we're not going to ask you for energy because we're never going to need it from you. So y'all, y'all are good. California, y'all good. We, we, we know we don't ever need anything from y'all. We got it. And what that did was, because there's no federal oversight of it, it allows them to have a completely free market where they let the the supply and demand um dictate the prices. Dictate the prices, it comes, and it comes down to pricing. So like the guys that walk around your neighborhood a couple times a month. Like, sir, can I talk to you about switching over to, to, to dick in the ass energy? And I'm like, no, actually, I don't, I don't really, I don't really want to fuck with you today, like that. And um, and they 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 do that under the auspice. They keep trying to convince us when when people 
when people in Texas tell you that we have a, a low uh, cost of living, mm-hmm. this is part of what they're talking about. That's a big part of it. A big part of our cost of living is we pay a, we typically pay a lot less than a lot of other states for energy. The problem is you get what you pay for. Right. So all these these little wholesale deadly squat ass providers that are selling you door to door who are competing to drive prices down, what they don't tell you is that price is a wholesale price um, based on what they're charged to distribute that energy. So all that in a nutshell to say is Texas basically closed itself off from the rest of the country because they wanted to they wanted to control that flow of money and, and they want to be able to say that they sell cheap energy right but again you get what you pay for and the energy's cheap because uh they're able to they're able to cut corners based on weather conditions that don't come up as often and they got your shit passed together with duct tape correct <laughs> basically um so this is basically been, so this has basically been a failure on a lot of levels Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those situations where, and again, it's not even a matter of blaming uh, renewable versus fossil. Ver- this is one of those times where everyone involved has to be sat down in one place. This is why this is why we need government oversight here. And Texas is big thing is they always want to keep big government out of their shit mm. but sometimes you have to keep big government in because sometimes big government knows what the fuck they're doing sometimes if, if i'm going to ride on an airplane i want to know that a large group of that a large group of people that know what the fuck they're doing check that plane yeah check that plane and said yes this probably won't crash which is more than I can get out of Texas just by itself. Just putting that in a metaphor for you. Um, everyone involved needs to be sat down in the fucking principal's office like an episode of Saved by the Bell and somebody needs to go, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? We're going to go down the line. You go first. Now we know what happened. And that's the problem is we know what happened because they were told that this shit would happen. That is also true. Someone did say that that we I think we had a minor freeze or something mm-hmm. a few years ago. And someone said, uh, well, we're not ready for a real freeze. We're fucking up and we need to and we need to get our shit straight. That was like yeah. two years ago. Yeah. And no one listened. It always comes down to shit like this. And I hope people are keeping in mind who to blame and who is championing for what. Come midterms. Oh, this is a this is also my opportunity to sign a quick fuck you to Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Why you, you ask? Why? So we do. So one of the things that came out of this whole thing was price gouging because of the whole supply demand curve. Correct. Um, energy providers were jacking up the price of energy to wholesalers. In some cases, up to nine thousand percent, which is why some people started receiving like start light bills at like sixteen thousand dollars. Someone got like a two hundred thousand dollar light bill. Fuck. Um, one of the owners of these providers is Jerry Jones, and of course he and is. when this when this started shooting up, um, one of the providing companies that he owns, um just got a shit ton of money like overnight 
and he was quoted as saying we've hit the jackpot meanwhile millions of texans were without power um someone needs to put him on the wrist the the rush limbaugh list um the rest and piss list. The rest and piss list. Man, if he don't get that, the might fuck just have out. to be a segment. <laughs> that might have to be a segment at this point. Um, it's hard. It's getting hard to keep up with all the uh, deaths going yeah. on. Uh, I think we missed a couple. Actually, I yeah. have to go back. Um, but there's a lot of people to blame, and I can pretty much assure you that ERCOT is going to be the name of mud. <clears throat> Is going to be the name of either face and name of evil going forward from here on out. Yeah, they they got to change some shit now. I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Um, this Green New Deal needs to go needs to come through. Midterms to, of next year, y'all. Midterms are just a year away, and I don't believe, fall off. I believe. Um, I think the governor's vote is included yeah. next year as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely time for him to get the fuck out of here. Can't wait to push him down a flight of stairs. Uh, yeah, I said it. Um, Mac and me looking at ass. You know, um, so, so did you know that they're that they're going all R. Kelly on Woody Allen? No. Finally. He has a documentary. Allen Ooh. versus Pharaoh. It's on HBO. Oh, yes. Let me tell you. Oh, so I, that's what that is. Okay, I saw an advertisement for it months ago. I watched the first episode. And this is a four-part series. They're getting him the fuck out of here. That's cool. They are, let me tell you something. If all of that is accurate, that's a sick motherfucker. And they're getting him the fuck out of here. The whole, just the setup. Because this isn't about Mia Farrow and this isn't about the, the Asian girl. This is about the other Farrow girl that uh, largely, that are, actually came forward and largely got ignored. Hmm. And the other one, I basically the other one basically uh, kept his mouth shut uh, in return for a uh, journalism career, uh, but that's a whole other story. Um, I always forget what the middle feral girl's name is, but this is her story. And basically, Woody Allen has been fucked up all his life. Woody Allen was fucked up off of this girl. Woody Allen was fucked up off this girl when she was a baby. And they were showing where he basically had obsessive issues with her, even as a baby. Obsessive, compulsive, just kind of generally controlling issues with her as a baby. This motherfucker went to therapy for it, and they kind of swept it under the rug because the because the, the psychiatrist said, well, yes, he does have an unhealthy obsession with his child, but it's not necessarily sexual. I never want to hear not not necessarily. I never want to hear not necessarily sexual when you are talking about my child. So as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not victim blaming anybody, but the family should have tried to get him the fuck up out of there then. Not necessarily sexual is not good enough. It's that, not. That's enough to get you killed. Say not necessarily sexual in a black community. That's not. Well, that's not. Well. Well. Okay. Well. Well. I, I mean, other than at the church. Well. Mm, 
There's well, a lot, there's a okay. lot of ain't shit families out yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Say that shit around my family. I was well, say, get the fuck up out of here. Well, my immediate family. Let me say that. Oh, boy. <laughs> See, that's uh, how we kind of narrow shit down. Right? A lot of qualifiers there. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> say that shit around me. And let me just tell you, if that's the if that's just the, the setup, and there's four more episodes to go of this shit, I shudder to think. And again, it all gets and and again, much like the Michael Jackson joint, it all gets swept up in the sensationalism. Cause it started off with her being like, "Yeah, I was exposed to a lot. I was, I was kind of like I was low key in a few of these movies as a little as a as a little girl, not understanding. You know, I you know you got people like Joe Man Joe Mantegna, uh holding me. You're you know you you're low key uh, walk on in Annie Hall and shit." And it gets swept up in everybody that's just caught up in Woody Allen fever at this time. Yeah. I always forget, because I'm black, that Woody Allen matters a lot to these white people. Yes. I keep forgetting that. I don't know Woody Allen from shit but Annie Hall in that one, in that one movie with starring Christina Ricci's titties. And, <clears throat> like, I, so I, it, it never occurs to me. Yeah, Christina Ricci was in one of them. Mm. I think it was like her and Jason Biggs, maybe. Mm. Tell you how old that shit is. Remember when Jason <laughs> Biggs was almost a thing, but never quite sold it past American Pie? I think he really tried it with them, too. <laughs> they, just kept, they just kept trying to sell us Jason Biggs, and we didn't give a shit. Honestly, we didn't give a shit about American Pie past the first one. They should have just sold it on Stifler, but, you know, anyway. Stifler tried it, too. He had a, he it was, was too he late. Had a decent run. It was too late. He was he was already kind of aging out of that group though. Push. Rundown was hard though. Huh? With him and the Rock, that Rundown was, was hard. That was probably the last thing that Sean William Scott was in. That mattered. Yeah. And 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 you know it's good to be co-starring next to Rosario Dawson's titties. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Cory Booker. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, those could take him to the White House. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, also, the FBI has there's been, more evidence has resurfaced um, that the FBI and the NYPD were conspiring to kill Malcolm X. Some shit we already know. Shit, we I'm like duh. Uh, this is according to the Grio. <clears throat> Lawyers representing Malcolm X's estate are requesting his case be reopened in light of new evidence that may reveal that the New York Police Department and Federal Bureau of Investigation conspired to have him killed. According to ABC News, the family and attorney of former undercover NYPD officer Ray, Ray Wood disclosed that they recovered a deathbed confession letter in November 2020. Uh... The letter allegedly states that the NYPD and the FBI conspired to ensure the killing of Minister X, who was gunned down in Harlem's Audubon Ballroom during a speech in 1965. In other words, we must be past the statute of limitations for it. Correct. (laughs) That's what that tells me. (laughs) Well, it tells me two things. It tells me two things just like the, the Woody Allen story tells me. Well, it tells me it tells me that yes, the statute of limitations must be up, and two, much like my my theory about the Woody Allen thing, the money to keep all this quiet has run out. Yes. Um, 
there's a statute of limitations on everything, and that includes um, hush money checks. And also, everyone involved is probably already dead. Also true. Also very true. Um, again, and this is shit we already know. And if you look at that, uh, and if you look at that uh, documentary, that Netflix documentary, everybody knows who this motherfucker was. Mm-hmm. They they talked the way they talked about this motherfucker. Oh yeah, he lived up the street. Yeah, yeah, he went to school with my nigga. Oh yeah, they, 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 they this is all, and, and more of this is going to come out over probably the next five years, because now that black now that black people are marketable and profitable and movie rights can be sold to all this shit. Now they figured all this shit out. Yeah. There was a while when the, when, when, when the police and the FBI weren't good for shit, but constantly reopening Natalie Wood's murder. Excuse me. Accidental death. Well, they realize that black tragedy and black death is actually profitable now. So. Yeah. 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 Um, right. Uh, and last, oh, I have to revisit the Bachelor because turns out the motherfuckers is racist. Shock. So one, Gasp. so one of the contestants, I didn't notice until I was on my unintentional vacation. Um, one of the contestants from The Bachelor's name her name you've is been Rachel. On unintentional, you've been on vacation for like a year though. That's also true. Also <laughs> true. Also true. Forced exile. Forced exile. We'll call Correct. it that. Um, so, one of the contestants, her name is Rachel something. She must have won or she must be close to winning because uh, because this wouldn't be a story otherwise. <laughs> Uh, basically, um, some, somebody on TikTok was watching uh, The Bachelor and saw her and said, "Oh, so uh, we're not gonna talk about the fact that you were that you were that you were one of the mean girls making fun of people for dating black men in high school." Mm. And a bunch of people from high school were like, "Yeah, show motherfucking did, show did talked about black men versus black dick, all that shit." I don't know. I don't know if those were the actual jokes, but. I know the white people, black men jokes. So yeah, you went to much like myself. I was gonna say you went to a a very we'll say diverse school, largely white school. (laughs) Much like well, mine was more diverse. Um, and so uh, that evolved from pictures surfacing of this woman at you guessed it, an old school antebellum themed fraternity party. So Again. now, not only is she not only is she making fun of people for liking black men and black dick, now she's now she's hanging out with the with the distinguished gentleman of try hanger nigga. <laughs> you know, Django, Django, Django. Django. <laughs> you know, I have a theory. I have a theory that see stuff like that, stuff like that. If, if if anyone does any type of research to someone on someone before coming to a show, that's the kind of shit that's uncovered. They know that shit going into this show, and they wait until the right moment for that to come out in order to turn it into a story. Either that, or these background checks is trash. It's got to be one or the other. There's, there, there's no in between. Because my goodness, how you don't know this bitch was at try at the try hanger nigga interest meeting. 
we're coming. Huh, huh, we're, that's, that must be the most trash step show of all time. Yeah, it, well, it, they were river dancing. So, the, so they gotta, <laughs> they gotta be. <laughs> They gotta be, I would imagine, like in their mid to late twenties, probably. Absolutely. So they've been around entirely in the internet era, which means that everything that they've ever done is documented. Is documented somewhere. So there, there is no way in the world that during this this whatever vetting process they have for these people, that they didn't uncover that, or uh, like you said, or they could be trash. It's it's one or the other. And 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 then the host got fucked up too. The host was the host jumped out there and was like, "Well, um, the network and the show don't have an obligation to say shit because she hasn't said shit." And um, you know these these social media things, people just make up shit about you, and we don't know if it's true or not. That is usually where the network is supposed to go. We're opening an investigation. <laughs> You brilliant, you brilliant fake Ryan Seacrest ass motherfucker, yeah. and they dragged him for that, and now he's either fired or he's taking some kind of leave or some shit. So now the Bachelor doesn't have a fucking host, and <laughs> Matt James is probably getting his dick sucked uh, without supervision. Yeah, and of course, all this shit would happen during the season of, season of the Black Bachelor. Oh, the Black dude. Why they go? Why? <laughs> what the fuck? Because we know she ain't the first one. To be at the try hanging nigga party, and this is why I said the first time we talked about this, he should just plow through him. Just fuck him all, first, bro. First week, just get through him as much as you can. Be a complete sleaze bag. Um, you know, strap up, stay tested, and just fucking go all the way because you know they're gonna fuck your season up regardless. Straight Caligula <laughs> in this bitch, like, I, see, and y'all tried to drag me. Y'all tried it. Y'all tried to act like I was crazy. This is what you get. I'm just telling you. It all comes back around. I be knowing. I be don't don't test me on this reality shit. I'm just saying. I be knowing what I'm talking about. I one of these days I'm gonna do some bonus content for you motherfuckers uh, that just keep up with me and reality shows and shit. Uh, we gonna one of these days we're gonna get like a Patreon popping or something. Um, how many? So there are like twenty contestants in The Bachelor, right? Twenty plus. Something twenty like that. plus. How many of them are black? Um, as I recall, and it was it wasn't a small number. I don't think. Okay. I, see, out of twenty, I'd say there was at least five or six. Okay. Black or uh in the in the diaspora. So roughly fifteen of them were were white. Were white or white adjacent. That's seventy five percent. I would say. At least five of them are racist, and guaranteed. Rachel is probably not even the most racist of that group. Oh, guaranteed. Um, and the other, and the other and out of the other ten, at least seven of them have never even met a black man. He should have. You know, I'm I, saying this. I'm saying this from a safe space. He should have gone in and smashed them in order of most racist to least racist. <laughs> And when it got just to get that shit out the way, let me write a season of The Bachelor. That's what's happening. The one, the one, the, the, just the ones most likely to, to say nigger during climax, right? Because go ahead and get them. Look, as as <laughs> I would, any black man knows, and, and here's the secret, y'all. I'm sorry. You know when you fucking a racist. Exactly. You I'm sorry. It. I'm I'm giving the secret. This is a state secret, y'all. 
black men knows when a white woman is racist. That is not a turn off. <laughs> I was gonna say a lot of niggas. That is not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And this and this just goes in depth to the ain't shitness of niggas. If you've listened to this program long enough, you heard the um, the Houston Furniture House commercial. Yeah. I fucked a chick without a bed. Numerous <laughs> <laughs> <Nobody> times. <laughs> Do you know what it's like to be fucking a chick on a, on a fucking mattress comforter? On a mattress topper with a bitch St. Bernard next to you? <laughs> will stick that dick in mud if they thought it would wiggle for them. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If y'all don't understand the depths of the ain't shitness of niggas, in a cardboard box. <laughs> so say so you say a nigga is just kind of a low end, on the low end of the spectrum. Oh, oh is that it? Shit. We we still fucking <laughs> Oh and don't let me have got mine first. <laughs> say whatever the fuck you want, I probably missed it. Just, just gonna get up. <laughs> Alright we good? <laughs> your Uber is outside. <laughs> I ordered it on your phone. Uh. I just want you to know. <laughs> Don't have a letters right. A season of The Bachelor. Please let That's me write a the season. Deplorable shit. Zeus Network needs to pick me up. I'm going to fuck these reality shows up. The Bachelor Bolo. The Bolo looking for love. Nigga, Bolo, let, line up, let him slap you. Let, line up, let him smack you with his dick. The one that, the one that flinches the least wins. The fuck out of here! Uh, oh shit! Send your racist story. That's the name of this episode. Send your racist stories. Send your racist reality. Your, your racist real life stories, along with stories you think we've missed. Uh, requests for songs of the week. Questions for us, myself and D. Randall. Um, send all that shit to opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com. <laughs> Or visit the new and improved opinionswhileblack.com where you can uh, get in touch with us. You can find all kinds of ways to listen to this podcast. Um, and you can uh, buy merch and learn more about the Lee Summer team in podcasting. We'll be back. You see the effects of it right now. <laughs> we'll be back with the, with, the, with the top three in your listener letters. You're listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Pour up. Buddy. <laughs> oh man, man. it's too good a time. I'm uh, glad my wife is not here to hear any of it. <laughs> it's good to be back, I'll say that. I would definitely be on the couch today. <laughs> oh man. We are back. 
We are black. We are opinionated, and clearly we have had too much fun. I made it all the way through the cup. <sighs> oh, that's why. That's yeah, yeah. what happened. Yeah. Oh, I see what happened now. You you hit the bottom. You hit that bottom. Yeah. <laughs> that's where all the liquor went. Ooh, man. Oh shit. Um, it's time for listener letters. All right. We don't really have much. Someone called. <laughs> Nobody someone. had power this week. <laughs> the fuck they gonna ask? <laughs> Dear Oz, did you have lights this week? No, damn. <laughs> they wanted me to say Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I'm stranded with white people. <laughs> uh, Rick Owen wanted to know, did you get your pipes fixed? I did, actually. So, okay. Some people were keeping up with this story because I was a little aggravated. <laughs> so, I came home to a busted pipe. But it was the out. Fortunately, it was just the outside pipe uh, where, where we put the hose and all that shit. Mm. And, um, uh, so when we got back, my cousins, I'm kind of handy, but my, my cousin is a real handyman. Uh, went to, uh, uh, Home Depot and got a little sleeve to put on it for the time being. That did not last very long. Uh, the handyman dude, the plumber we hired to come out, uh, and I always tell y'all, I only like old school maintenance niggas. And this, and this nigga's assistant came up, came out there and was working on my shit while smoking a black and mild. I shit you not. Okay. Uh, so I felt like my, I felt like my plumbing was in good hands. Yeah, mine always smells like weed, but I never seen him smoking it. But I mean, shit. <laughs> and so they get out there and they figure out that the pipe they need to replace, they have to go get it from Home Depot. And if for those of you in the Texas area. You know that that is a gamble right now. Home Depot, wherever you are, ain't got shit. Ain't got, especially plumbing. Ace Hardware, wherever you going, they ain't got shit to do with plumbing. Nothing. So uh, he had to come back. So he had to come back. He was like, "I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna get because I'm gonna get this pipe for you, my brother." Uh, <laughs> that didn't really reassure me the shit. Of course, Saturday goes by. This motherfucker ain't showed up. I was ready to whoop this man's ass. If you ain't got the <laughs> if you ain't got the materials to do the job, I understand that. I wish you would have understood that before you cut up the plumbing and dug up the side of my house. That was my only thing. So I just got a hole in the ground where a fucking pipe's supposed to be, and I'm stealing the neighbor's hose uh, to get water to get water to fucking to fucking flush the toilet. So. I was ready to whoop this man's ass, and I can't take a shower because I'm 37, and I'm because I'm 37. I'm too old, and I'm too fucking fat to be uh, doing hoe baths. Hey, I mean, white people call it bird baths. So it it really feels like I'm I'm back in my home, but I'm still on Gilligan's Island. I, I had a couple of those boiled boiled stove water boiled baths. stove water bath. Hell yeah, that was. And so um, I was very I was very fucking aggravated because I come from a customer service thing and I don't understand people telling me eventually, but I had to have a little grace because I saw the news and every it seems like everybody in Texas their pipes all burst the same exact way yep. in the same exact position this yeah. little sliver yeah and. I can guarantee you nobody in Texas is going to fuck with a copper pipe ever again. Everybody got a big-ass, big, clunky-ass PVC pipe on the side of their house now. Um, so he shows back up. He saved his life. He showed back up 
on a Sunday morning at like 8 o'clock in the fucking morning woke me up. <laughs> if you wake me up on a Sunday morning because you working, I'm impressed. And, ha- and it smelled like black and miles outside, so I was like, he's back! <laughs> and and he, he went out there, he did the work, he has a little apprentice do it, um, wrapped it up, thank God we had plumbing back, uh, so it took three days, but we got plumbing back. Hey, you weren't the lucky ones, man. Uh, everybody was not so fortunate, like I said, I, I was going to make it a whole thing where I railed on black business and shit, nah. but... I was, but that, but I'm good. Uh, you have to show a little grace in these situations because it's situations like this where somebody's probably in a worse position than yourself. A lot of people are. Many people. Yeah. Um, David Santiago. Oh shit. Uh, no questions. Just wanted to call fa- call attention to the fact that someone listed Rush Limbaugh's height as minus six feet, and I've been giggling ever since. <laughs> oh shit. Oh yeah. Damn. Oh, y'all going in. I love it. That might have been me, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's really it. Thank you guys for your for your listener letters. Opinionswhileblack uh, at gmail.com is where to get in touch with us. Also visit the website, opinionswhileblack.com. Time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Number three. Whew. No, actually, we have runners-up. Uh, Meek Mill definitely needs to shut the fuck up. Um, he's just too old to be mixing it up with these kids, man. Yeah, man. He's too old to be messing. He's too old to be messing with these kids. One, yes, I'm talking about uh, 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 Takashi. Um, and he's just too old. To, like he's really entering that elder statesman level where he should just not. He should just not be on that level. We were talking, didn't we? We discussed this on air. Drake, once Drake has dissed you, you should be like, I have, I have been kicked out of better homes than this. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, like Meek Mill is like 34, 35 years old, man. No, you, no. And, and like, when you've been to jail in your 30s, like, you've bro. been to prison on some righteous shit, on some, on some righteous black power shit, and you came back on this whole. On this whole uh, righteous uh, woke shit, yeah, and now you out here mixing it up with Takashi. Why? Just stop, dude. Just chill, man. Just, just chill and stay at home and enjoy your baby and stop having thoughts and opinions about anything. <laughs> um, the other person needs to shut the fuck up is the game. Oh. <sighs> That's always been his thing, though, man. This weekend, irrelevant rappers. Um, Bow Wow is apparently uh, timed out of the list. Um, the game is out. The game is out here talking about uh, telling his business, basically, about women that he's fucked. That apparently, maybe, maybe not includes Kim Kardashian when she was in that. You know, when she was in that phase. Mm. Um, I don't need to know none of that. And apparently he played in a song that he fucked Kim Kardashian. First of all, that's not that's not bragging rights anymore. That's not no no, no, no. that's not something we all need to be just, we yeah. all need to be celebrating you for. That's something Kanye is trying to get out of. Like, again, we're talking about dudes in their thirties 
bragging about who they fucked. Yay, good for you. You know, at least women do it with a level. At least women do it with a level of discretion where they make it fun and they make you guess. They talk about it with their friends. <laughs> Unless you're Kenya Moore. Shout out to the Real Housewives of Atlanta uh, last night. Apparently, one or more, or maybe all of them, I don't know, fucked, fucked uh, Bolo the Stripper. And uh, at yep. least one of them has left the show over this, apparently, because she fucked up her relationship. Uh, but, you know, unless you're a terrible person like Kenya Moore, you just don't need to You just don't need to be out here talking about what you or anyone else has done. So Bolo the Stripper wasn't worried about any racist vagina, apparently. Bolo the Stripper was definitely not worried about... Well, no, he wasn't worried about racist vagina. It was Atlanta. Oh, he wasn't worried about shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he, uh, well... <laughs> Yeah, okay, let me not let me not make the COVID joke. <laughs> I mean <laughs> It's right there. The numbers are up. That's all I'm saying. The it's numbers right up there. Over there. You know, I'm saying The Bachelor. Bolo. I'm I'm saying they're they're missing out on an opportunity with Bolo. I will I say that fully with the understanding that I would not be interested in anything about Bolo going forward at all. You have to see some of the memes from their faces looking at Bolo pulling his shit out. Porsche's Porsche in particular was hilarious, but anyway, I, I, I digress. Um, gang, this is just this is just ugly. This is ugly for somebody. It's ugly for somebody who's still trying to be tough after having two or three seasons of a reality dating show. JC on. It's, it's, it's kind of gross. Uh, so that's our runners up and I want to get the runners up out of the way which is just basically all the mess because this week all through this has never happened before all three top top people that need to shut the fuck up are from Texas number three Texas Mayor Tim Boyd <laughs> of uh, lovely Colorado City Texas where I am almost 100% sure that they hang niggas there. I've never heard of it until of this until this week. That's a white that is a white that is a white town named after another white ass town. <laughs> it's second generation white as wow. fuck. They are definitely hanging niggas it's like there. It's like human centipede white. Um so he went off so during the during the whole Arctic thing, he went off on on a kind of a um, he had colorful things to say to people. Do you have it up? No, I was actually looking up Colorado City. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it population four thousand one hundred forty six. Wait, how many? Less than five thousand. Jeez, it originated as a ranger camp. Of course, it's called the Mother City of West Texas. All that sounds white. All um, that sounds white as fuck. It oh, the, the population made it up to six thousand in like eighteen eighty four, but then dropped down to twenty five hundred after a drought. Um, let me get to let me get to this quote. <laughs> That's was, not a lot of people. I was just looking for the demographics. 
No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibilities to, su to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim is your choice. He put this on his Facebook page. Mm -hmm. The city and county, along with power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and you come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside the box to survive and supply your water to supply water to your family. If you were sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy, it's a direct result of your raising. This is the mayor of a city speaking to his constituents. He literally said only the strong survive in this shit. The the people that he is tasked to providing these services to is basically telling his entire town um, of which 76% of them are white, 5% of them are black, um, telling them to collectively eat a black owned or eat a white owned dick, I would presume. To, co to, to quote um, famous president and known vampire hunter Abraham Lincoln, the government must do for the people what the people cannot do for themselves. Yep. That is your task. And and yes, I yes, I am I am kind of a lefty in that regard. Um It's kind of it's kind of why we pay taxes. It's exactly why we pay taxes. Like we literally pay taxes so you can do shit that we need when we need it. And this goes back to like old English like castle shield and sword days. People paid taxes in defense mm -hmm. of the realm. Yes. And sometimes the realm has to be defended from inclement weather, especially in the era of climate change. Uh, but, but, but if climate change exists, I keep forgetting these. <laughs> I keep forgetting these know nothing nincompoop motherfuckers don't believe in science. You I have to forget. believe in science in order for it to exist. If you don't believe in science, it does not exist, Oz. Uh, number two, <laughs> just, 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 just <laughs> shut the fuck up. Number two is an old friend of mine, uh, known douchebag James Richard Perry, Rick Perry, our former governor. Um, easily in the mount, easily in the Mount Olympus of punchable faces. If ever anybody who's known me long enough knows this is my motherfucking nemesis. What did Rick Perry say? What is this shit? That he said he said he, he said, said Texans should be proud to freeze to death. For what now? So, so uh, to give people a little bit of background on them as well. Besides him being the governor, former governor, and of also Texas, famously not knowing what the fucking EPA is, right? Um, he was also the energy secretary under Trump our most recent president. Um, so he believes that he has a, a valid opinion on energy. Um, he says that, you know, Texas has always proudly supported the, the free market um, relationship that we've had with energy. And he said, not his words, not mine. He said Texans would be happy to go days without electricity if necessary if it meant that we got to retain our free market state and our own grid. Texans. He said Texans 
would rather go for a few days without electricity. Rick, I am a Texan. I too am a Texan, and I have a question. Who the fuck is we? I didn't say I didn't answer that shit. Who the who the fuck are you talking about? Nobody that I know. Shit. You the fuck is wrong with you? Did not ask me or anybody else for that matter. I bet he didn't freeze to death. He didn't ask the eleven-year-old boy who died of hypothermia in his own bed because the power was cut off. With this take one for the team shit. The fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is? You know what it is? It's those fucking fake glasses with no with with no fucking lenses in them that he's been wearing since like twenty sixteen. Mm. This is this is after two failed runs for president. <laughs> Both of which he kept telling us that he was saying stupid shit because he was on back medication. Fuck the... You know, man, y'all don't understand how much I hate this motherfucker. Rick Perry is literally just one of the worst human beings of all time. He is. And because he continuously says shit like in the defense, we, we should be happy to do some shit. You do it! I bet you didn't freeze to death. I, I know you didn't. No, for a fact, he did not. That is a fact. Cause you gotta keep that dumb. Cause you gotta keep that dumbass wife happy. Wow. And I know she didn't freeze to death. Yeah. Where'd y'all, where'd y'all go? Did y'all take a little? Did y'all take a little? Uh, did y'all take a little get a uh, free weekend getaway to that to that niggerhead ranch of yours? Wow. Y'all forgot about that shit. I bet he ain't took the name off of that. Mm. The Niggerhead Resort. Ah, I bet I I bet he is one of the founding members of Try Hanger Nigga. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, what was that other uh, SAE? Yeah, them motherfuckers too. Uh, this, this, oh, shut the fuck up, Rick Perry, and fix your wig. Shut up. Tired that part. I'm tired that crooked ass part. Fix your fucking toupee, man. Shut up. Some goddamn embarrassment. Go in the hood. You know, white people don't go in the hood to get their to get their wigs, man. That's the problem. Yeah, I ain't never seen a I ain't never seen a chicken sunny side with a wig that crooked. Let's go. I'm telling you, if your if your hairstylist did not go to Willow Ridge, I don't want to talk to her. Damn. If she ain't go if she ain't go to Willow Ridge, and here's for you old niggas. If she didn't graduate Franklin Beauty School, I was gonna say, you better, you better, you better put some respect on Franklin <laughs> School of Cosmetology Sciences. I will never forget the time my homeboys, my because that was, I was, I was living different back then. I'll never forget the times somebody said, I was, I was like, every time I look up, he was a hairdresser. I also fucked half of Franklin Beauty School. Wow. Hey, I remember when Cos was in Cos, what well, we call it, Barber College. For him. <laughs> Kyle's I already in, know. Kyle's was in barber college, you know, <laughs> and and we were like, "Oh, you you really trying to do that?" Shit, sure enough, man. Kyle's came out. Kyle's is the best phageman. <laughs> you might be in that chair for a couple hours, but your fade's gonna be right. Oh, your fade gonna be right. You'll be in the chair for a while because you'll be laughing at this motherfucker. Yeah, especially if you the barbershop was in was the barbershop at TSU was in the worst position a barbershop could ever be facing the women's restroom facing the women's restroom in the student center in the student center of all places all glass doors and windows so you saw all the asses go by 
And he was right at the and he was yeah. placed right at the window. On purpose. First so stall. Just, so he just look at skew. Skew skew. Skew skew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got that got that I bet you got that nice Herbert Hoover. Oh <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said, Oh, got the nice West Coast Productions. <laughs> These are all inside jokes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that uh, is, that is wild, man! Shout out to Cos, man. I, I love you. Who bro. apparently is playing the bass guitar now? What? <laughs> what is this? Go to his IG. He's what is this low key musical genius shit? Like I, it, I hate it. The beats were already hot. Now this nigga to playing his own bass lines. Get the I hate it. Drop the album, Cos. Drop the fucking album. The number one person who needs to shut the fuck up, ladies and gentlemen, is none other than. Ted Theodore Cruz. And Ted Theodore Raphael Edward Cruz. Not to be not to be confused with Ted Theodore Logan of Wild Stallions. Um this motherfucker, Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz is literally the worst person in Texas. Just the worst. The, he he might be the most unlikable person in America. Most punchable face you've ever seen that wasn't on an episode of Mad Men. Or a, someone played by John Slattery, um, Ted Cruz, the senator, the senator of a state that was in a that was in a a crisis, in a weather crisis, millions of people without power or heat or water. What do you think? What what action do you think this man took? He rolled up his sleeves, he hit the streets, distributed water. Replugged in power himself? Incorrect. Oh shit. He packed his shit and he took his kids to Cancun. Because because his kids were off from school for the week. Mm-mm. I love what Mm-mm. I would have said that. My Mm-mm. kids were off from school Mm-mm. for the week for some reason. Mm-mm. One of these holidays. Nope. See, you 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 frame it you you're giving him too much credit. What had happened was, you know, as people were trying to reconnect power and reconnect to the internet we started seeing images taken from an airplane of someone who was purportedly Ted Cruz these images were taken by multiple people on the plane like yo is this this nigga Ted Cruz really and this motherfucker was dressed to the vacation nine yes with his vacation Oakley zone and shit you know what I'm saying ready to go you wasn't fooling nobody Ted we know that we know that depression beard anywhere (laughs) So at first, at first, his office was was like, "Are we sure that's him?" Yes, we got multiple images. <laughs> that's the, that's his mullet. You know and, what I'm saying? And then, sure enough, he makes a statement. Well, the kids were off. The kids were off from school, so I decided to reward them with. Stop talking about like you like you had a like you had a personal pizza party. No, he blamed it on his kids. He was like, "Well, you know, we we didn't have any heat." I was and, good. They were cold. Yeah, you know, and and you know, you know, when, whenever your daughters, whenever your kids, you know, whenever your kids are like that, and, you know, they they were like, hey, can we go somewhere else? And you know, just I'm just being a good dad. I'm just doing what a good dad would do, you know. Um, so I was just, hey, look, anybody that's got kids, y'all feel me, right? Y'all feel me? Y'all feel me? Yeah, we do, but we also we also don't have a state to look after. That's also, freezing to death. Also, millions of other children were not in school, and they were bored, and they were cold, 
and they did not have the luxury of flying to Cancun to stay in the Ritz Carlton, which love, was already at occupancy. I love the fact that Heidi Cruz's group chat told it on them. Just everybody snitched on this bitch ass. Everybody. We we hit in Cancun. Y'all coming? We're going to the Ritz Carlton. Underlined. Rich Carlton. No, nah, y'all gotta pay for y'all. That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. You say, oh, y'all y'all got us? Y'all got us? No, nah, y'all gotta get that one. Oh, well, fuck it. We'll be there. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and hit boss up with this tea. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm telling you, it was somebody on that plane was like, don't know this Is that Ted Cruz? But also, the person on that plane was also going to Cancun. But, but <laughs> I know, but it's different. Because I know if I'm on the plane to Cancun, I'm like, hold up. I mean, I can go. No. Because I don't have a fucking state to look after. Right. Nigga, you can't go. And sure enough, you know, he put out that he put out that that whack ass explanation real quick. And then it really hit home when someone drove by his house and they took a photo. And like, there's no heat, there's no lights in his home. And look in the door. He left his dog, Snowflake. Oh damn! And there's a picture of the dog in the door, just by itself. Like, oh, that's real fucked up. And it was at that point that shit hit the fan. You ought to let me hit the tabloids. Man. And your boy Ted was like, "No, no, I was just gonna, I was just gonna drop my kids off overnight and come back tomorrow." And people were like, "No, come Why on." Why the man. fuck are you dressed like you ready to hit the beach? Who who drops their kids off in Mexico? He was ready to hit the links. I'm telling you, he looked like he was ready to go. He was ready to hit the links. He had his Oakleys on. So a review of his itinerary um, had him originally staying in Cancun until Saturday. He was going to work from Cancun. Get the fuck out of my face. So then your boy came back and was like, nah, I was always going to come back the next day. A rep from United was like, no, nah, actually, he just booked that shit six o'clock this morning that right. after y'all flamed him. <laughs> so, no, nah, he, he, nah, he wasn't, he wasn't he coming was back. He was trying to get the fuck out of yeah. Dodge. So, your boy booked that flight and came back real quick. And by then, like, it was bad when even his own cronies were like, yeah. Because we, we, they told us we had to come to work. Yeah, I was, I, I was here. I don't know about him. Bro, I was here. Let me tell you something. If you ever want to understand the depths of the failure, of the institutional failure <laughs> that is Texas legislature, all you have to do is go to any point in Raphael Edward Cruz's career and you will find something. You will find something horrible he has done. You will find something horrible he has said. You will find things that he has not done. That man is a walking L machine. That man, how how can I spell failure when Ted Cruz is holding all the L's? This motherfucker, if ever there if ever there were a face I wanted to punch, well, it would be Jared Kushner, but after that it would be Ted Cruz. Well, Jared Kushner is out the paint. Face ain't punched though. I'm just, I'm just That's saying. true. That's true. He got it. If if Richard if Richard Spencer can get it can get his face punched. 
Ted Cruz and Jared Kushner can get their face punched. Ted, you are the worst. You are the worst motherfucker. You are the worst motherfucker Texas has ever produced in the history, at least the past 30, 40 years of Texas legislature. You are a fucking embarrassment. You are a fucking embarrassment. And it's not enough to just vote you out in midterms. Once you're voted out, I want to I want to pelt you. I want to pelt you with with rotted something. I want to push you down a flight of stairs. I want I want to rob you of your shoes and make you walk across walk barefoot across a room of Lego blocks. I just want to understand why people who hate Mexico so much always run to Mexico. Run straight there. Run straight motherfucking there. Ted Cruz of Cuban descent. Dropped his kids off in Cancun and probably going probably going over there to help uh, continue to colonize Tulum. <laughs> you and Heidi. Fuck, man, fuck Ted and Heidi. Shut the fuck up. Honestly. And then came back and pretended to do all that community service work and shit. I didn't lift one. I don't see a picture where he lifted one One goddamn box. His office said, man, you better bring your bitch ass to this place right now and get get this camera work. He took a picture next to a homeboy's case of water that they probably probably had to get handed out to them at one of the HEBs giving them away. Yeah. Because they didn't have any water. Yeah. Hold it right there. And Let I, me pose. And then Ted probably took that case for himself. Probably still got <laughs> probably still got them stupid ass Oakleys on. With your depression beard. Fuck that beard. Man, that that's what it is. That beard is an I, somebody that beard is, is an alien is a sentient alien hairpiece making all his decisions for him. What's wild about his beard is that, you know, for most people Much beard, like Geraldo's mustache. For most people, beards save lives. Like, you can tell, like, when someone has a beard versus, like, naked chin, the beard, like, improves. It, 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 it hides your flaws. In a lot of cases, it hides that second chin. He is the one person whose beard has done him no favors. Actually makes it worse. Zero favors that beard has like, done him. Like, his little fucking gunslinger under chin beard situation. <laughs> like, his beard goes under his second chin only. Like the stupid ass, like the stupid ass uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes disguises. Yeah, like come on, bro. <laughs> Ted, go away. Honestly, just honestly, go away. The Shut fuck the fuck out up. of here. Fiction, comb your beard. We got another four years before he's up for re-election. I think. Oh, so. Man, y'all, uh-huh. please don't forget y'all. It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long motherfucking four years. Too. No, it's not. Because it's gonna be four years of him getting his bitch ass flamed. Yeah, like that's nobody. True. There's no coming back from that. Nobody likes him. There's, it's true. There's no coming back from that. Yeah. There's no coming back, and 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 he lost a lot of his base. There's, yeah, nobody's voting for you through through freezing to death. Nobody. D. Randall, if we're done the podcast, we have survived through great odds. It's true to present yet another podcast. It's true. 120, uh, officially 126 episodes of this show. Yeah. It was funny. I was saying that to somebody, and they stopped me in the middle of the conversation. They were like, feels good to say you've done 125 episodes, hasn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> it feels good. You can admit it. You can admit it. Yeah. It's true. It does feel good. It feels good. It, it feels good that I, you know, when it comes to this, and especially something I went to school for, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> You're not going to out-talk me in it. 
Because that's the new thing. Everybody just has to know every fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people on the internet don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't. And you're not going to school me in something that I do. That I not only studied, but that I do. And I'm going to continue to to do for some time. Got you. Uh, Thank you, guys. Um, I hope... My heart goes out to everybody that's still dealing with the aftermath of this shit. Um, my heart goes out to everybody that is still without power because I don't trust those outage trackers for shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Everybody everybody who's dealing with this shit knows what I'm talking about, too. Center point outage trackers is a little suspect. I, I did mine. It said there's an outage in your area and the whole screen was just red. No, <laughs> so oh, I was just shit. like, well, there's that. Well, that'll, <laughs> well, that'll do it. That is all I need to know. It was like a red filter on the whole screen. I was like, well. Um, guys, we really appreciate y'all coming on this journey with us. Um, it's it's not easy to stay consistent, especially when you have shit like this going on. Um, it's been a strange, tumultuous, like two months, <laughs> <laughs> and we're just getting started. Uh, so we're gonna be here. We're gonna be here. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, y'all y'all taking this ride with us, man. Uh, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Actually, you know what's kind of crazy? One final side note. What's up? This week was so fucked up that I, I actually for a moment forgot that we were in a pandemic. <laughs> That's how fucked up it was. <laughs> and, and the first time the first time that I left the house, I actually had to come back and, and grab Matt. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. You forgot the mask. Niggas are still dying of a pandemic. <laughs> Dude, despite all this shit, despite all the bullshit, it's true. Uh, it's true. You wear know, your mask, guys. Wear your mask. We're uh, not out of this shit. Be prepared for hurricane season. Oh my god. Um, you know, just it really does feel like in Texas you're just going through one traumatic, <laughs> inclement weather event to the next. Love it. So, like, uh, we got we have a couple of we have a couple of months off, and then there's just going to be a month of just rain. Yeah. That's how it works because it's always yeah. right. Because usually it would be right before I go to New York. It's just gonna be all rain, not wind, just rain, just rain. And it's been so dry. These roads are about to be fucked up. The Sylvester Turner ain't gonna do shit about it. Shout out to Holmes Road. <laughs> Fix Holmes Road. Sweet Jesus. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery, man. Until then, this has been episode 126 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I might have been D. Randall. And as always in parting, titties. <laughs> <laughs>